You're listening to The Big Lift, the podcast of Web Trends Optimize, the CRO solution that enables marketers and developers to maximize the ROI on their digital properties. Web Trends Optimize is a powerful, feature-rich, and easy-to-use solution, all delivered within a fixed-price contract with no additional cost for increased functionality ever. During these podcasts, we meet some of the key influencers within the marketing and conversion world to understand their roles and examine their challenges. In today's podcast, I'm talking with Simon Short, Digital and Media Director, Western Europe at Huawei, and our own Product Director here at WebTrends Optimize, Sandeep Shah. There's long been talk of the death of the third-party cookie, and whilst many will mourn the loss of detailed data to feed ad networks, consumers will benefit as less information is passed between website owners. We'll try to tackle what has taken Google so long to act and whether end users really do care about cookies. Simon, in 2017, I think it was, that Safari uh, limited the use of third-party cookies. And I think it was 2019, which Firefox blocked them completely. So why do you think it's taken Google till 2022 to eradicate them? Uh, well, <clears throat> good question, to be honest. Uh, scale is clearly one of the um, uh, factors that's that's driven a lot of that. I think if you look at Google and, and Chrome in particular, uh, they're, they're something like two thirds of the entire market for, um, for, for where Internet traffic is coming from. So uh, it's less of a big deal for, for Safari and Firefox to have made that um, made that decision and made that move before it starts impacting um, the, the general public and, the, and general users. But probably more than that is Apple and, uh, and Firefox don't have advertising tied into their business structures and their business models, which clearly Google and, and Chrome does. Um, and so I think that's that's probably where it's taken uh, such a long time for for that that critical mass of, uh, of opinion to, to drive to, to that final point. And, and I think Google's probably got to the point now where they've they've started to see the the benefit from an advertising perspective of making this change. So that's probably why it's taken so long. I think. I would have thought that they've probably you know the phrase throwing the baby out with the bathwater is probably very very apparent here. They they could lose yeah. a lot of revenue until they get it right, and they're now trying to take the moral high ground. I would suggest and saying, you know oh what? yes, we're going to eradicate this. Yeah, I, I actually. Yeah. So I think the. The moral high ground and certainly the the brand um, uh, perspective of this is, is definitely a factor for sure. And and I think all of the regulators around the world, certainly in Europe, are pushing more and more towards this area. But I, I think actually for for those platforms, and I, I say the platforms like the the big tech platforms that are very rich in first party data, is actually now really in their interests for to, for this to. To happen, it's we're, we're almost reached that tipping point where they're actually going to make more advertising dollars by by making this this call than uh, than not. So I think it, it makes sense from a Google perspective to to do this. Um, uh, probably whether it's a good thing or a bad thing is is to be discussed, I guess. But um, but yeah, that's that's definitely where they're at. So I'll come back to you in a moment, Simon, with regard to the next question. But I think it's good to have a, a another piece of input from Sandy. But how do you think the removal of third-party cookies will affect ad networks and brands, and, and in particular users? Yeah, I mean, if if you are unable to to accurately identify people, um, as you know, most ad networks nowadays have, have been relying on for a long time, 
I guess attribution is a challenge. I guess the delivery of content is a bigger challenge. You know, if, if, you, if you're running display ads, for example, um, a lot of them have kind of inherently been tied to the idea of knowing everything you're doing online so that they can be effective. And you measure how effective they are once people get to your website and do whatever it is you want them to do. Um, but the less you're able to track people as they go from site to site, the more of a challenge, you know, being able to serve the right ads to people becomes. Um, going, going back to you, um, Simon, do you think it's going to affect who are we um, significantly? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I can only speak as a as an advertiser. I'm I'm certainly not um, not a lawyer, so so the the sort of the legal side of this thing, um, I, I can't talk with much authority on. But from a, for as an advertiser, spending money, um, it will definitely affect us. It what well, is affecting us already, and really, when it comes to you know what are your what are the media strategies that you end up deploying, it will mean that we are. And advertisers like us will probably start to gravitate towards those those platforms that have got more of a first party rich data, um, first party data rich environment. <laughs> Sorry, if I can say that properly. Um, and uh, because if it's the only way that we'll be able to target um, uh, individuals or, or people with certain um, characteristics, and um, you know, we, it, will, it will change the way that we plan our media. We'll, we'll either go with the uh, the sort of the bigger platforms for for, for getting those individual targeting um, campaigns, or we'll uh, move towards a, a contextual um, based media strategy where where we're looking at the environments rather than the individuals that we're trying to target. So definitely, it'll have an impact for sure. I mean, one of the things is that third party cookies are, are, have got these bad press i suppose that you know they're seen as bad and i'm not exactly sure why i suppose companies see them as bad because they obviously see them as very positive but do you think that people are affected by the kind of legislation from gdpr and the cookie law that came out a few years ago and they have this perception that they're being followed around the world with regard to their browsing and, and do they really care anyway uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, I think they care. Uh, I think they're caring even more now than uh, than, than they have done, and um, and that's all being driven by, as you said, regulations and um, uh, and the, the regulators who've who've brought this to the to the fore with the the actions that they've made everybody uh, take. So you know, cookie notices on websites are pretty unavoidable. You, you, everybody sees them, so everybody knows that that um, a little bit more about. The fact that people are tracking and measuring them but i think they're seen as probably slightly bad because i think they have been abused um i think people's data has been shared far wider than i think they've ever appreciated that that would have been um and so unfortunately we, we we're in a situation where that that value exchange that consumers would get from saying yeah i'm happy to for you to to measure my activity isn't clear it's not it's not there so consumers don't see the value in this and if they're given a, a straight yes or no option for turning them off they won't opt in they'll they'll turn them off um and that's that's a that's a bad thing for for us as an advertiser but it's a it's a bad thing for the the wider internet as well because it will consolidate advertising spend with those people who can still attribute uh, um, uh, media to to individuals and to, to successful campaigns um and, and it will probably 
it have a fairly transformative effect, I think, on, um, on, on the internet that we see today. But you say that um, individuals will turn up, if they've given the choice, they'll turn off third-party cookies. They've been given the choice, essentially, since GDPR came in a um, year and a half ago, two years ago. But I can't see from, from our perspective or from any data that they are actually going and switching these things off in their droves. Yes, some are switching them off. Yeah, I mean, we, we've certainly seen um, uh, we've certainly seen drops in the amount of traffic that we can accurately measure uh, and that we can accurately track. So, so for, for sure, people are not um, are switching them off. But I think the, um, the sort of the key changes will come when two things really when the regulators obviously uh, enforce the accept all or reject all in equal weighting functionality on cookie um, banners but also obviously when when third-party cookies get removed entirely from uh, from from the systems th- those two things together I think will have a, a transformative effect on measurement in general but certainly in terms of uh, uh, targeting of media and and measuring effectiveness of media yeah so it'll definitely have um, have an impact um, and we are seeing it right now for sure so, Sandeep, looking from our perspective as a CRO vendor, um, it's always been important for us to collect and utilise first-party cookies and our customers to collect and utilise first-party cookies. But do you think there's going to be more of a reliance now because the ad network might be affected to actually get people to convert at a higher rate from, say, PPC advertising? Perhaps. You know, attribution even for PPC campaigns hasn't been that straightforward. You know, browsers have blocked your ability to snoop on referrers. Um, Google blocked it themselves um, not that long ago as well. So, you know, you being able to tie any front-end experience to a specific uh, keyword, for example, that people have searched for is already not possible. Um, You know, referrers have been blocked for probably a good few years now. So, you know, it's not just the ad space. PPC space has been targeted for a while. Um, Google themselves made that change probably because at the time they were the people, the arbiters of that data, it came through their site. They can make it available in GA or wherever they choose to. Um, but that doesn't mean you need to have access to it if, if, if that makes sense. So pushing people to convert quicker may well become a thing um, because we know that we can't hold on to identifiers of who those people are for long. I'm not sure if kind of pushing people towards one medium or another in terms of how you acquire the traffic or will necessarily change though. Simon and, and Sandeep together, actually. Am I right in thinking that Google are going to be still collecting first-party data from anything that's being passed through um, the Chrome browser? And so they're going to be privy to an awful lot of data, which isn't necessarily going to be released out into the the broader network, certainly from from what I'm hearing anyway. Do you think that's going to have a detrimental effect on how Google perceive themselves as being more masters of the universe? Um, It's a a really really interesting point. Um, I mean, clearly I can't talk for exactly what Google's strategy is uh, and will be for, um, for in the way that they control their first party data. But the, the, if we look just generally at the sort of the media landscape, um, there's no doubt that the, um, the sort of, there will be a consolidation of, 
power and and certainly media money uh, going to the big platforms, the big tech platforms that that, ha- that are so rich in first party data. And, and I think actually, if we look at where the, um, the, the sort of control of, of that data is going to end up going, actually, it will be delegated to those platforms as well. Um, there's, there's, there's technology which is... I don't want to say it will be the the direct replacement for for third party cookies, but when you when you look at the the kind of technologies such as sort of API conversion measurement or uh, server to server is another way of uh, sort of describing it. Effectively, you're you're handing the the consent collection and management to the big platforms to the um, to to the guys who. Uh, are so rich in first party data and so yeah there will definitely be a a consolidation of power there whether that makes the masters of the universe (laughs) i think maybe that's uh, a bit extravagant maybe but um but yeah listen there's there's plenty of sort of it it sounds all real doom and gloom but it's it's kind of not um because I, i think actually from a uh from a consumer perspective this is a real opportunity for brands to to give them sort of transparency about what's happening with data um so so there's there's never really been much of a i guess an interest from a consumer perspective and what brands are doing with their data and because that's changing now brands have got an opportunity to um, be really transparent with it and be really clear on what they're doing with that data and and i think that's ultimately where I guess the regulators are heading with all of this. They're they're trying to take away some of that legal barrier that that everybody. I mean, I don't know if you've read many um, privacy policies on various websites. I certainly haven't because they're. I've written they're, one or two. <laughs> okay, well, uh, I mean, I think your average consumer finds it pretty inaccessible, yes. which is which is I guess where the regulators are going. Uh, you know, they they want they want it to be. If somebody's handing over consent of their data, for that to be pretty clear as to what's going to happen with it, and and I think that's where the industry's probably gone slightly wrong in the past. That you know, there's so many steps of where your data ends up going um, that there's no way you can clearly have visibility of um, what can what you're consenting to at the time. And and I think this is this is the big opportunity that we as advertisers have got, and that probably the industry has got really, is to be super transparent with what's what's happening and and try to demystify some of the technology that's being used um and that's not going to be an easy thing definitely not going to be an easy thing um because it is pretty complicated but it's an opportunity and it's something i think we're certainly excited about about trying to trying to explore to be um hopefully on the side of, of consumers when when it comes to what what's happening with their data yeah there is quite a a big difference, I guess, between what an individual website decides, you know, their data should be doing and how they message that to a consumer uh, versus how, you know, some of these big data processing companies would do the same thing. You know, if if you look at any browser, for example, you know, while some of them don't, it's very easy to imagine, you know, Google through Chrome managing to keep tabs on everywhere I browse. Yeah. And when that data floods into Google, I think a lot of people don't appreciate exactly how big a company. I mean, so I, I would like to think a lot of us do, especially in in the the market we're in, yeah. and where you know the jobs that we do. But 
when when my data as a user, even on my phone, ends up with Google, you've got to appreciate that that probably powers their AI and their machine learning, and it refines how they use all of that data to target ads to me. And I guess for regulators to try and work out how to communicate that to people when you can end up, we, we've seen this with Zuckerberg, for example, ending up in front of Congress. And you, you can see they don't have a clue to the depth of what Facebook is able to do to even ask the right questions, let alone impose the right kind of legislation to, to command how things should happen. You know, that kind of a situation for a Facebook or for a, a Google in particular, you know, where they own, you know, most of 18, 90% of the browsing experience of the entire world. And that becomes an extremely hard thing to, to regulate. How, how do you command where data goes and what happens to it when you don't even appreciate the extent of where that data yourself is being used? You know, it's, it's a real challenge. Yeah, because I think that, you know, in doing some some background reading, Google's talking about this thing called Flock, the um, federated learning of cohorts, where as opposed to individualized data, they put them into boxes. Now, one of the things I think, as you you touched on there, Sandeep, with regard to Facebook is when you put people into boxes, it's very difficult to get them out of that box because they're behaving the same way as you're expecting them to behave because you're feeding them the information which you expect them to be interested in. So we go to this, uh, as you say, the Facebook kind of scenario where more and more people will be provided with information and targeted ads based upon only the things that an AI element could be thinking that they're interested in. And therefore, it kind of could reduce the ability to be able to to see what's outside of the box, if you if you take the analogy a little bit further, and find out, yeah, I'd be interested in something different than that, or I want to see exactly the same thing. And I'll use an an analogy, um, one which is pretty prevalent. The the high street that you and I both shop in looks exactly the same. They've got exactly the same kind of shops that are in there, and. The demise of the high street, we kind of know that there's uh, the acceleration of um, online as opposed to the high street shopping. But every high street looks the same. And those individual shops have been pushed aside because everybody was going to those big stores. And I think now as a result of COVID, those independents are now starting to raise their head. They've managed to get some visibility outside of the box, if you like. And I'm mixing analogies here. But I do think we are potentially by giving, I won't say control, but giving information and giving data to people like Facebook and Google, we are opening up this, people are all going to behave the same way and they're all going to be in step with everybody else. And it'd be much more challenging for people to, to get out of that box, I think. I guess when, when you're looking to build, you know, quite advanced neural networks or things like that, people don't even have to behave the same way but enough people are going to behave a particular way that you can predict what they're going to do next. You can feed them things you're fairly certain they'll respond in a particular way to. Um, it's not a throw from from what we do for experimentation. You know, if enough people behave the same way, then you say something is better than something else. Um, but imagine that, you know, millions, if not billions of levels deep based on the incredibly rich information, you know, any of these platforms have, whether it's Google and it's my browsing experience, whether it's 
Facebook and it's the pages I'm liking and commenting on, the types of photos I'm uploading and the content of the photos or whether it's Instagram and the same thing. They can be, you know, you, you don't need to belong to a tiny little box that people have put you in when you're exhibiting characteristics that they're, they're well-versed in picking up. Mm. So, Simon, just, just going back to um, a statement that Google have said, I can't remember the exact person who in Google, they're saying it's 95% of ad dollars will not be affected by the change of their um, move away from third-party cookies. And they, they cite this privacy sandbox will help sustain those revenues. Could you tell us what you know about the privacy sandbox? Have you looked into it this month? Because I think it was, it was launched this month from what I'm, from what I'm hearing. Yeah, I mean, it's not something we've uh, we, we've dived into in a great deal of detail um, yet. I, I mean, it's uh, it's interesting. I think um, Google came out with uh, a number of statements this this month, and you know, one of the things that they've they've kind of poured water over, cold water over, really, is uh, this idea of them supporting any kind of universal ID, um, uh, or as a, almost like as a replacement for um, for, for cookies, and it, it's quite. It's quite convenient that they're they're suggesting that it won't affect 95% of um, of media investment when when they own probably 90 something percent of um, a yeah. lot of the search traffic. Um, you know, it, they're right in that respect. There's 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 a lot of what's going on right now in terms of where that money is spent on the big platforms, the Facebooks and um, uh, and Googles of this world, that that probably won't change um and that if anything will probably become even more consolidated um so so yeah there's i i think you know to go back to your your very first question about you know how has the how long has it taken or why is it taking so long for google to kind of decide that this is something that's that's worth doing it's coming down to the business case really it's coming down to the um that where the money goes and actually this the the, the idea that um that data can be controlled uh even more so when you when you consolidate it into the into the big platforms um it means that they're going to be the ones that will make most of the money they're going to make most of the um take most of the advertising revenue which is it's kind of a shame really it means there's a lot less choice for us as uh, as advertisers um if we want to be you know making our money work as hard as we possibly can um but yeah, it's uh, it, it, there's still a long way to go. Um, I, I don't think there's any sort of industry conclusive decision as to as to how we're going to exist in the world when when cookies are no longer here. Um, so it's it's definitely an interesting one to follow uh, and see kind of where everything goes uh, in in the next sort of six, twelve, eighteen months, and hopefully we can be in there at the at the leading edge of it all um uh, and and trying to make sure that actually everybody gets a fair crack at it because uh, i think that's that's the uh, that's the biggest thing here that we, we we don't want to um by adding sort of industry level regulations or or uh, or changes to technology inadvertently kill the internet um and that's something that i think everybody's trying to trying to avoid but at the same time making sure that everyone's super transparent with uh, with everything which is uh, clearly important you you mentioned there about the unified ids and things like that and google Mm -hmm. saying almost as you said pouring cold water on it do you think that there is a possibility that that could replace what's there at the moment well it's i mean it's certainly 
it's certainly what um, many of the sort of the non-Facebook or, or Google um, players are in the industry, so ad networks uh, in, in particular, have to align behind um, uh, to, to give any kind of a, another option. I guess the, uh, the the challenge for them is going to be around how do the regulators see those kind of solutions? Because if it's if it's cookies by another name, they'll kill them off as well. Um, so so that you know there's there's a lot of work still to be done, and I'm not sure if it's going to how easy that's going to be for some of those guys just because it's it requires a whole industry to, to sort of fall in line which typically we've never been particularly good at that um so uh, i think it's um i think it's something that uh, that will be interesting to to see how it plays out but in the meantime uh, i think facebook and google and you know some of the other big big first party rich platforms are are going to make a lot of money um whilst we're trying to organize ourselves and that's sure. presumably at the demise of the data brokers and people like adweek and people like that yeah i, I think i think data brokers is for data brokers in particular i think it's going to be really tough um i think you know we when we talked before about kind of what's what's gone wrong certainly in the eyes of the regulators with um with, with cookies and with with data it's been just how far your data ends up going um without you really understanding or appreciating kind of what happens to it um and i think you know that data brokers have a, a part to play in that um and i think that's going to be the bit that um if anything regulators will will hone in on to to sort of like stop that chain or limit rather that chain of, of how far your data ends up going when you agree to handing over your first party data to to anyone really uh, so yeah for, for data brokers for sure it'll be really tough i think so i think end users will will welcome the fact of remarketing being not quite so pervasive because i think you know seeing that pair of shoes or whatever it might be that you looked at two days ago reappearing on all your your ads hopefully that will be reduced somewhat i know it won't go away because obviously they're placing these things into buckets and boxes to be able to at least feed um that ad network a bit more but it's certainly something in which is a question with regard to we don't know the answers we we hope it's going to work out it was a bit like gdpr i suppose when it first came out you know was this going to be too much of a stranglehold on things and was it going to change life in an online world forever and i don't think it has yet but obviously as they start to uh, to tighten their belts i think legislation will have much more of an effect on how things happen in the future one thing i probably would add to all of this and i, I kind of mentioned this before i it, it all really does sound doom and gloom that, you know, the regulators are stepping in and big tech is going to make away with millions and millions, billions and billions rather. Um, but actually, I do. I genuinely do think for, for advertisers and for, for consumers, I think there is a big this is a this is definitely a tipping point. Um, and I definitely think there's a there's an opportunity for 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 data ethics to start playing a really big role for brands um and for for brands to start you know us in particular and and uh, and and many others to to really get a, a sort of an advantage when it comes to how we how we deal with consumers and visitors to to our platforms if we're really transparent about what we're doing with with their data and i think if we get that right then that date that value exchange that has always been missing 
um, when it comes to consumers consenting or or opting in to, to, to measurement and what have you, will start to become a bit clearer. Um, and I think, you know, that, that sort of idea that somebody's chasing you around the internet and following you everywhere and, um, you know, it's pervasive and, and not, not a good thing. I think that will start to go away because people will start to kind of trust, hopefully, a little bit more of what you're going to do with their with their data. And I mean, that will take a lot of effort. It will take a lot of change in the industry of what happens with people's data. And, you know, it can't just go everywhere once somebody ticks a box. Um, but I think once that once that shift does happen, and this is clearly the time when that's going to have to happen, then um, then actually I think that trust in digital from a consumer perspective will probably start to ebb back. Um, and I think that's probably one of the things that I'm quite excited about as a as an advertiser and as a as a as a brand that we'll be able to get into that place. Do you think that trust is um, age centric? Because I, I've got six kids and most of my kids are, you know, 30 plus. Um, I've got a couple, which ones that um, still at university and they just give away their data left, right and center. I wouldn't say all of them do, but as they get older, they start to understand that actually what they do is being monitored and they start to care about it. I'm just thinking, is this an education process we should be doing uh, or the industry should be doing with regard to the younger generations, those people who are on their phones uh, a lot of the time, that actually what they're doing can be traced and tracked. Okay, it will be less so with regard to the removal of third-party cookies. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's a there is a a hundred percent a a sort of a transparency thing that is that has been missing. I think in terms of um, uh, the the whole industry really making it clear as to what's going to happen with with your data and it really is only when you actually start to dig into it yourself that you start to go oh i'm not sure i'm necessarily that happy with what's going on with my data there and and i guess when you know when you know younger generations are, are, are starting to use platforms and technology that um that is using their data and acquiring their data they're not that concerned i guess as to as to what's happening with it um they're getting to use the services they want to use and and it and everything works fine um so there is definitely a, a sort of an education thing to, to happen but i think we are with data and sort of ownership of your data is becoming um a bigger and bigger topic and it's certainly you know a lot of studies that have been done um becoming a a, a bigger deal for even younger generations of, of people so I, I i think it's a generational thing right now but I think um, uh, over time, and hopefully not that long either, uh, awareness of it will will definitely be um, a little bit more ubiquitous. And uh, and I think um, you won't, brands won't be able to get away with hiding stuff for sure. Um, and, and neither should we either, to be honest. Simon, Sandeep, it's been a very stimulating and very thought-provoking discussion. And I'm sure there's plenty more to talk about in the months and maybe the next 12 months, I suppose. It'd be good if we can circle back sometime in mid-2022 to see if um, things have changed and how they've changed. But for now, Simon, Sandeep, thank you very much for your time. And um, we'll speak again shortly. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks, Simon. Thanks, John. Cheers, guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye.